Welcome to Brilliance, a podcast dedicated to revealing the beauty and brilliance of humanity and the world one story at a time. Thank you for listening in. I'm your host, Emma Bennett, owner and founder of Manifest Vibes Productions and an author. Hello, I am back on the podcast. For those of us who have hit the wall in terms of burnout over and over and over again in our lives, for those of us who don't feel like our self-worth should be dependent on the byproduct of our doings, that we shouldn't wake up every single day basing the terms and conditions of our life's success and fulfillment on how many more checkboxes we can check off, how many more projects we can drive to the finish line. Today's episode is titled, Not Every Effort Has to Be Epic. The last episode that I did with my friends Miguel Montoya was difficult. I was on the verge of collapse with my health. It affects my health when I get really stressed out. And what's really interesting about this is how when I look at my astrological natal chart, when I look at personality assessments, I seem to be set up to be the kind of person who always wants to do everything in a blaze of glory. I have a Leo stellium, so that means I have Leo in three placements, Sun, Moon, and Mars. And then I have Aries in my North Node, and then I have Scorpio in my Midheaven, <laughs> and I have Capricorn rising. Oh, and it gets better. I have Virgo in my eighth house. So for all of you astrology buffs out there, just that little bit of information will give you a clue about how over the top determined and driven I can be. I know that a lot of you out there can resonate with this. Because I connect with my community and I share vulnerably about these kind of topics, what it feels like to keep slamming against a wall of fatigue, disappointment, over and over and over and over again until the point where you feel like this can't be a measure of success for me because it's unsustainable, I can't keep going this way, and I will never find true satisfaction and fulfillment doing this to myself. You learn not to keep doing that and you learn to redefine your parameters of success. And that leads you to a deconditioning rabbit hole of examining what have I been taught to believe my whole life will make me more successful, accomplished, accepted by society, and seen as someone admirable, respectable, someone who has it all in terms of, oh look, I make plenty of money. Oh look, I do this in the world and I'm recognized for it. Oh look, I can accomplish all of these things. I've written a book and I'm a business owner, la 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 la. What about intrinsic worth? What about self-worth with no conditions? This is a curious thing that is wired into us psychobiologically, neurophysiologically. We have a cognitive bias towards doing so. As human beings, we are inclined to wake up every single day of our lives thinking to ourselves, what am I going to do today? And if you think about this from a very simple survival perspective, that's a good question. That leads to, am I going to go out there and forage for enough food or hunt for enough food? Am I going to be a contributing member to my tribe that helps us all 
hold shit together and live another day. So of course, from a survival perspective, that makes sense. But when we repeatedly base our self-worth on our doings, then our self-worth becomes conditional. Then we begin to deem ourselves a success or failure based on what we've done, what we've accomplished, what other people might think of what we've accomplished. And we may start to feel like it can never be enough. We can never outdo ourselves enough. We can never be enough of a better person. There are so many ways that we express this in relationships. We may say, oh, you make me a better person. In terms of career, we may say that we are now achieving more than we've ever achieved before and we're proud of ourselves for that. And that can be a good thing, yes. There can be a healthy sense of pride. But at the same time, when you're constantly trying to outdo and best yourself, which is often touted as a motivational holy grail, constantly try to beat your own high score every single day of your life. I've come to a point where I feel like I don't want to beat my own high score. I don't want that to be my modus operandi. I don't want that to be the carrot on the stick. I don't want that to be my motivator because I don't want to transactionalize my own inherent value. And I don't want to have to constantly try to rack up the points and quantify instead of qualify the value of my life. I don't want to have to tally up all the freaking points and feel like there is never going to be a day where it's enough because I'm constantly going to be after the next point to tally up. That fucking sucks, doesn't it? To have to wake up every single day and have this sort of groundhog day of I've got to beat my own high score, I'm gonna do it today, today's gonna be the day, and then you wake up again, today's gonna be the day I'm gonna beat my own high score, and then you wake up again, today's going to be the day that I beat my own high score. What the fuck? What is that? <laughs> I feel like that's no way to live, and I've been turning myself around these past few years retraining my own brain to overcome that cognitive bias. There are many ways you can do this. Meditation, mindfulness, neuroplasticity stimulating techniques. This is what I do for clients and this is what I teach during workshops. You can also use journaling to help yourself to rewire your brain, your nervous system by way of neuroplasticity, Hebb's law, what you repeat becomes habit, then what becomes habit becomes automatic. So with your journaling, you can actually gather your thoughts. This is brilliantly illustrated by Julie Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way, where she talks about doing a mind dump in the morning. However, I like to take that example a step further and not just do a mind dump, but to do a conscious redo. What I mean by this is when you do your mind dump and you see on paper what you're thinking about, and let's say it's something to do with today I have got to do all this shit. I better have the energy to do this. Instead of doing that, consider your energy levels, your well-being, your self-worth first. So consider today on a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual level. I am aligned and harmonized. This allows for me to feel at my best and operate from a point of self-awareness and clarity. As a result, the energy that flows out from me through my thoughts, feelings, words, interactions with other people, whatever it is that I do today, is an expression of the fullness of myself. And this is how I get to live my life. This 
is fulfilling, this brings me genuine joy. This is how I choose to be. Thinking to yourself this way, rewriting the narrative that's running through your head first thing in the morning will help you to really center and ground yourself in such a way that as you go throughout the day, you bring that peace, clarity, and equanimity with you, and it becomes the eye of the storm. There is no way that you can go out throughout the entire day, every single day of your life, with no stress hiccups. They will happen, but they can happen a lot more quickly, and you can move on a lot more quickly. When you carry that sense of peace, clarity, and equanimity within yourself throughout the entire day. And keep in mind that not every effort has to be epic. What you may consider making every effort epic, making sure that everything that you do is worth something, always has a return on investment that blows your mind. When you do that, it's like the myth of Icarus. You are positioning yourself to fly so close to the sun that all your feathers fall off and you plummet. You hit burnout. You don't want to do that. I know you don't. Because any and all of us who have ever experienced that in our lives, we know that it sucks. We know that it's awful and it takes a while to recover from that and it also tinges the joy of doing creative things with a sense of foreboding and dread. If we love being creative and we get into it for the love and the passion of it and then we eventually take it too far or we feel driven to have to take it as far as possible for the sake of making it work and then we hit burnout, that kind of gives us a psychosomatic feeling of aversion. Like we've stuck our hands in a hot toaster and we don't want to do it again. And eventually we'll fall out of love with the act of creating and putting our awesome work out there. And this will have ripple effects through our lives, through our relationships, through the way that we wake up every day, through the way that we feel about the world around us. It starts to really suck us bone dry of joy and passion. And to be able to recover that, we really need to become aware of these motives and drives. What's compelling us? Is it something that is a lot more insubstantial than we may feel it is at first? Is it sort of like an optical illusion? Is it sort of like one of those things that seems so real and so scary like a monster under the bed until you really look at it and see how insubstantial it really is and see that the origination of the fear and the anxiety actually comes from an unconscious pattern. Really become aware of that and let it hit the surface so that it can come to light. This is what Carl Jung talks about with making the unconscious conscious. Once it hits the light and you have that moment of, oh, really? And it doesn't look so scary to you anymore? Like the little kid learns that the monster under the bed isn't real? Then you're liberated from that. And you realize that you're the one that's been giving that your energy, your power this whole time. And because you have recognized this pattern and you are liberated from it, you are positioned to no longer repeat it. You become empowered because you've taken your power back. And paradoxically, when you stop trying to make every effort epic from a sense of fear of the consequences of not doing so, from whatever underlying motive 
that is based in insecurity, some form of fear, you actually do end up automatically making every single effort epic just because of the fullness of your presence. That is actually what makes everything epic. That is actually what makes everything so worthwhile when you can show up fully and shed those fears that prevent you from showing up fully. That is the paradox of ease. You let go of the stuff that makes everything so hard and then all of a sudden everything is so much easier. I really appreciate you listening in. I hope you have gotten some really great takeaways that you can apply to your own everyday life. If you have found me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating, leave a review, shout it out, share this episode with someone you care about that would benefit from learning all of this too. Have a great day today.